This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Richie Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, Celia Akira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, FixedStore.com. That's F-I-X-T-Store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F-O-R-C-E-X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the DJ Force X podcast episode 39. I welcome Jimmy the drummer from Gears to my show this week. Um, they've got a new, they've got currently got an EP out. It's been out for a little while. It's not that new, but it's called Pride Comes Before the Fall. Um, that's out now. Uh, you go check out their website, gearsofficial.com. Uh, they've also got a new lyric video for one of the tracks on there, which we do touch on in the interview. So I'll leave that for that. But this is, this wasn't announced in the interview. They have just announced a tour in support of the band Trapped. Um, they are going across the states from Mississippi all the way across via New Jersey, New York, Maine, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Pittsburgh, all those good places. Uh, but they're in support of Trapped on that. So go check them out on that tour. If you've got tickets already, awesome. If not, check out gearsofficial.com and find out a way to get tickets for those shows. There's about 10, 10 plus dates on there. So yeah, check it out. should be good. Uh, apart from that, thank you for downloading previous shows. Uh, I've been um brief on these intros on those ones just purely because i've been ill uh i had a bit of strep throat that kind of knocked me out for a few weeks but i've still managed to keep that weekly thing running which has been awesome and the reception has been great um i'd like people if they're listening to just go rate and review this show on itunes or stitcher um basically either one where if you get it through um itunes obviously just log into your itunes account go and find my podcast which you've already done uh and just hit review and then leave a five-star review and a few words that would be awesome if you could do that same with stitcher if you get your podcast via that uh if you're on um android devices things like that uh just go into stitcher again same deal find my podcast which you've already done hit that five-star review write a line of of praise or or, you know, gibberish, if you like. Um, but I'm just after, that's my next step on this uh, podcasting adventure that I am currently on. Um, I'm closing in on 50 shows now. I've got like 10 more uh, to hit. I've already got a couple of interviews in the bag, so I'm well on my way to getting there. Um, I just, I want to start getting some more reviews because I can see the subscription rate and all those kind of statistics go up which is awesome. So I know people are listening. So hello and thank you. Um, but yeah, if you can if you can just spend a minute, two minutes, just hit that rate and review button. And that would help this podcast so much because I'd be able to get more guests on here and it'll be able to give more coverage to the to the bands that I have on here. Um, because people, I notice people are going back and listening to earlier episodes, which, you know, 
some are good some are bad my interview technique isn't quite down yet but you know it's 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 a learning curve uh it's ever evolving and I'm, I'm trying to get as many different types of bands on here different genres uh obviously different statures as well so it's just uh that just helps them it helps me helps everything just keep going if you're enjoying what you're hearing and you're enjoying what um the people i'm li- like interviewing in this in this show uh but yeah um that's pretty much it from me. I don't have anything else right now. I know I mentioned some plans in the previous one, like having a best of of the week kind of thing. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with uh, Cutthroat Kitchen right now. Uh, if you've never seen that show, it's a cookery show um, currently on here on the uh, the cooking channel. Um, and it's great. It's got Alton Brown as the host. And it's just about a bunch of... Uh, about a bunch of chefs who compete against each other cooking. But then they can sabotage each each chef within in an auction setting so they could buy um like a huge whisk for a tiny bowl and just like prevent them from finishing their dish properly or the way they wanted um and just other stuff like that it, it's a great show go check it out i think that'll be my first recommendation on there um and actually you know, i'm gonna go for the film as well i saw it in the cinema but i saw the uh the ultimate edition uh but batman versus superman um the 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 new cut the three-hour-long cut is is so much better um, than the original cut. It adds about half an hour's footage, uh, which is great. And um, if you're well into your comic books like I am and you know the kind of comic book lore behind it, you'll see all these like little bits that kind of make you tingle. You're like, oh, they're doing that. Ah, they're doing that. Um, but it does make a difference. I mean, I enjoyed it first time around, the original theatrical cut. Don't get me wrong. I love that film. Um, but there was something missing from it. And this just kind of fills in those gaps slightly, and it gives it more uh, more push into the Justice League area, uh, which is which is going to be a fantastic film as well. Uh, but yeah, anyway, this is Jimmy from Gears. Enjoy. <laughs> I would like to welcome Jimmy to my show this week. He is the drummer from uh, Miami-based band Gears. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. Excellent. 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 How's the weather down in Miami at the moment? Um, I'm actually uh, in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Our band is kind of spread out. Got a couple guys out in Cali, and then uh, now I'm in Lexington, and then uh, singers in Miami. So we, we started the band in Miami at the time when we started. We had a couple more guys uh, were in the band that were from down there. So, but it's evolved and changed, and you know we got different players now. So it's it's you know everybody's going to start it out. Okay, all right, that's good to know. I <laughs> I just read your press release, so yeah, that's uh, that's fine. So um, cool. So how how's the weather in Kentucky right now? It? It's beautiful today, man. It's yeah. beautiful. Starting to get into the summer weather. It's not quite to the point where it's real dry and cloudy yet, but you know, it's, it's coming. You know, they say here. Yeah. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. My my chick is is here, and there's a saying that uh, first heard when I came here. If you don't like the the weather, just wait five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like uh, here in Florida. It's a um bipolar i think the weather is probably the the correct term of using we just oh had, yeah we just had a tropical storm come through so 
Yeah, I was just talking to Tristan about that. He was, he, they, didn't, they didn't get it too bad where they were. Uh, um, or it didn't really affect them. You know, I used to live in Miami for a little while. When I lived down there, it was kind of funny because across the street, it was a group. It's like the projects, man. But uh, across the street, it was rain every day at like 4 o'clock for about 15 minutes. And it would be all buggy afterwards. That's but crazy. inside of the street. Okay, cool. So, um, Giz. Um, from what I've read, you've had quite a sort of uh, roller coaster journey up until now. Um, I was wondering if you want to share that with my listeners to sort of give me give them a bit of background on the band and and where you're at now. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, the band started in February 2014. Um, at the time, we you know I, you know, I reconnected with some some old guy, old friends that I either toured with or toured with their bands and. And I was touring with a different brand at the time, and we met up at a couple festivals in Michigan and uh, Ohio, I think. And then um, we were, you know, those bands kind of ran their courses, and we were looking to put something together. So we all kind of got together, went down to Miami, and um, uh, rented a house and built a little studio and started writing songs. And it came together really quickly at first. Um, Everything really from the band has moved quickly, you know. Um, you know, started out, you know, writing songs, and um, I was, what are we gonna do? Oh, I guess we'll just make a record. So I called my buddy Corey Lowry, um, and said, Hey, man, you want to do the next Gears record? And he said, Book me a flight, and booked him. I came down here to act in like a week, and from the day that we got down here, I mean, I think it was like, Oh. 10 days maybe try everything and mix it down and got it mastered from uh rodney over johnny mills uh, master house and and it was it was ready to go out so it was really quick and then you know you finish your record you you know what do we do now oh well let's just you know book a tour so we booked booked the tour we did our season release party in miami or fort lauderdale um and then when we were coming out florida we got into an hour with a a semi, uh, like two or three shows into the tour, it was brutal. So some of the gear was messed up. We mostly just our merch and CDs, you know, those got destroyed. So we just had to replace those. And we went and, um, you know, any gear that we needed to do. And we didn't miss any shows on that tour. It was really lucky it happened, you know, despite, you know, injuries and, you know, everybody, I, mean, I remember we, we were in the Jersey where I'm originally from mm. and everybody's like, oh man, I uh, see uh, you're getting along with your bandmates again, Jimmy. You know, <laughs> thing, my singer had like two like black eye, swollen nose. And I'm like, no, that's not what you think. <laughs> so, so it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, we just pushed on. Um, then we, you know, of course, like any other band, you know, you have changes and stuff like that. See, the issue with, you know, our band, and, and it's kind of, you know, a lot of times bands will go through, you know, five, six members before they ever get on where everything happened relatively quick for us because yeah. we were all in different touring bands, and that's just how we make our living. You know, we kind of had to, had to grow on the road. And, you know, it just, some things didn't match, match personalities. You know, it, it's, it's nothing that every band doesn't go through, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's but, uh, so we've been through, you know, a couple of guitar players and, 
you know, we were on our, our second player with uh, a guy that I've known for years, known in a place being a band called Mask, and he's in a band called Middle Mouth, and we had shows together and hung out, and we all had friends, and you know, out when I was living in out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a no brainer, you know, once, you know, Tommy, the original bass, left, I knew exactly who I wanted, you know? Um, so the guitar thing, we had this guy, Bobby, that was a mutual friend of Chris and, and, uh, a friend from 12 gauge embrace. He kind of, um, offered this guy up and I was like, yes, we talked on the phone. Super cool guy. Um, unfortunately he couldn't stay with him because his parents had been you know, not getting a little bit older, so he wants to, you know, be there for them and he yeah. take care of them, which is, you know, super risible. Not a lot of guys can, you know, put their, their life and their dreams on hold, you know, to, to go do that. And yeah. it's a matter for him. So the end comes Ethan, which was a, uh, he was in a band with Chris, our baby's four. four. Um, and, you know, everything's smooth sailing, you know, got a good group of guys. Um, everybody works hard and everybody knows the, the goals, you know, and, and it's kind of like a whatever it takes ability, you know, and in and, and this yeah. today's industry, you know, it's, it's, you know, we don't, we don't run on million dollar budgets, you know, we don't, you know, have, you know, the label support that, you know, maybe that support that a lot of bands out there do, but we make it work. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. I mean, it's good to hear. That, I mean, cause I'm, I'm from musical background as well. So I sort of, I know the, the, the struggle of, 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 trying to do multiple things at once like trying to you know provide for yourself but then you know fuel your passion at the same time when that's not putting food on the table if you will so uh, yeah it's it's, it's it's tough the industry has changed so much i mean i heard dude i started playing when i was you know super young and early 2000s you know and it's kind of one of those things where I almost wish you didn't have the little bit of success you did because now I'm ruined. You know, I yeah. can't. You know, <laughs> there's no job that I can go to that's going to fulfill. You know, that part of me. You, yeah. know, you get bit by the bug, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's one of those things where you, you know it, you do it at all costs, and you know we have a really good, solid foundation with our families and everything, and you know we're all very close with each other, and and you know it's. I've said it a million times. It's like it's not even you know, is my brother, and we started this thing together. So it's it's not even really about trap. You know, he's got kids, and I have kids, and you know, there our families depend on each other to to do everything we can to to, to provide. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Um, it's just trying to maintain that balance and and make all the right decisions because God knows I can tell you which wrong ones to make. That's for sure. <laughs> There are plenty of those. So <laughs> cool. So um you've got a new EP that came out uh last year. Um Pride Becomes Before the Fall, uh is the title. Um you've released a couple of tracks off of it. The first one was Face Down. Uh there was a video for that. And then you yes. ju- you just released Takeaway. Is that have I got that the right way around? Yeah, we did a we did a uh lyric videos from Take came out I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I'm getting ready to put out another lyric video here very shortly. So everybody okay. to say because for me, this next song that's coming out, it's it's a very it's much more. It's pro- I'm going to say it's the strongest lyrically. You know, the content in it is yeah. something that was, you know we were doing the record, uh, this record with Ray in Atlanta. You know, it was dur- during all you know, the Ferguson 
stuff and all the rockets and everything. And it's kind of, you know, it's going to hit people a little weird, I think, you know, um, because it, it's, you get one side of everything, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, this whole movement, you know, towards uh, the, you know, victims of police brutality. Yeah. But it kind of, on the other side of it is you don't know what's going through that, you know, police officer, you know, you don't know what's going through their mind when these situations are unfolding. You know, yeah. they don't have a whole lot of time to make a decision. Sometimes it's the wrong one. Sometimes it's the right one. Mm-hmm. But in the media, you have, you know, in the middle, you have the media spinning it how they want you to look at it. Yeah. You know, if it serves their purpose to crucify a couple of cops, that's what they'll do. If it serves their purpose to these victims of this brutality, you know, look, you know, make them all look like gangbangers. That's what they do. So it's, it's, you know, it's a lot more to it than just a simple, you know, Facebook post that somebody rants about how all these cops are done wrong. Cause let me tell you something. I was raised by a cop. You know what I mean? My grandfather was a cop for 30 some years and you know, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine having to make decisions that day. And you never know, you know, some days you go in, you know, you get your coffee, you go do your job and it's pretty uneventful. And then other days, you know, you, you may be with all kinds of different things, you know, that aren't necessarily so cut and dry or black and white. And they're not, nothing is an easy solution in that court throughout the course of that day. Yep. Yep. And it's that split second decision that people don't realize that that's that's the difficult one because they've they've literally got to make it in a split second and whether it's the right or the wrong decision yeah you know, either way they got to live with it um but having the one new source i've i've noticed bit living here in the states it's a lot more polarizing when you wait you're not from here I thought no. you're from jersey <laughs> not quite <laughs> um but like having seeing like the polarizing uh news broadcast like the other day like it's very strange so. I mean, even to an imp- impartial, you know, quote, unquote, impartial media mm. or, or whatever, you know, get that. it's it's so much you know, the human, you know, the way of humanity, you know, you can, I can read something in a certain way with my inflections and my dialect and my accent mm. and, you know, we're, we're doing the same words, but people take different away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. From all the from, notions they have in their heads yeah. you know so it's, it's very tough you know i don't i don't i don't think it's easy for anyone to do news but we all know that there are political agendas and and that's cool you know it, it, everybody wants to you know or they say you know freedom of speech stuff but they it's more of you know uh, politics politics of content you know it's yeah. it's you know, looking at you know how, how i can present something one way and, and you know, ten different people take ten different you know things out of it. Yeah. Well, he he upward reflected what he said. This word, and you know, what's that supposed to mean? It's just like man, it, yeah. oh, it's so intense, <laughs> and so you know, everything's under the microscope, and it's so scrutinizing all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, everything is like yeah, under, like you say, under a microscope, and it's overanalyzed to a degree that's you know, it just doesn't need to be. So, but yeah, um, so. With your with your music, um, are, are you on a label or is it all self produced? I didn't quite catch the. No, we're all self produced. It's DIY. Um, you know, it's, to to be quite honest, I mean, 
there's not a whole lot. This is one good thing that technology is for, you know, other than, you know, giving you a, a hundred thousand dollar radio budget and, and paying off all the big stations to spend the music. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot can get done uh, on your own. And I'm a big, you know, we have a tight little team of, of, of people that work, you know, um, Chris Bianchi, our manager, and he's awesome. Um, our publicist, um, he's great. And, you know, I like to work with, you know, keeping the, my circle very small, you know, because yeah. yeah. the, the, the more people that are involved, the more hands in the pockets, the harder it is to get, you know, when you're, when you're building something, yes. you know, when you come from a sta- established brand, bands have been long, around long together, have done around, to, uh, been together longer, excuse me, yep. uh, have done, done more tours and stuff like that. And I have kind of a foundation built. It's a little bit easier, you know, for us, you know, we knew that when we, decided not to do whatever we were doing before this, we knew it was going to be uphill battle, you know, and, and it's, you know, you just try and do as much as you can by yourself yeah. for, you know, even taking it to a label, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times, you know, you only get one shot with those people. Yeah. So it's, it's until, until the is, is fluid and stable, you know, it's, it's really not, not not one of those things that you know we're not searching for a label but we, we would listen to a label if they presented it with us you know we're not 100 percent against it there's certain things that we would need yeah. and every band needs obviously you know you look for tour support you know you look for a good distribution deal you look for you, know, you look for certain things um but it's it's not where the band is now like i don't see you know, any label because, you know, some labels that sign bands, you know, and not all of them, there are some really great labels out there, but it, you know, the smaller indies that, you know, they just kind of sign people and hopes to get some, yeah. you know, and like something puts them into the, into the, the upper echelon, you know, and it only takes one band, you know what I mean? And wind up prove that. Yep. I mean, they, with Reaper, I mean, that, that they were like the dash cow for that label for how long, you know? Mm. Um, so, and, and that's, what's cool about them is, you know, you you get that you get that one band that increases revenue to where you can go after some bands that maybe you're more passionate about or you know other styles of music because I think Creed was really like the lightest you know quote unquote this band on wind up but yeah. obviously sold millions of records yeah no that's very true that's very true so um what what are your uh, what are the band's plans right now going forward have you got a tour lined up or anything or I know you say you're about to release a new uh, lyric video, um, but is there anything going? You know, any live shows coming forward? From yeah, we're doing. We're going to do some shows here in July. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a tour because you know it's not really a, a steady run of dates. We're we're just going out and we're hitting some markets that we hit a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, some that we have. Um, we're going to do some shows in mid to late July. Also, you know, hopefully, um, we're not going to do it shooting a video during the time. That's why it's not really focused on doing a tour. You know, we want to do some shows just to kind of work the rust out. We haven't done it since February. Yeah. So <laughs> just kind of get out there and have fun and run, uh, hopefully shoot some footage, video stuff, and then some photo shoots. There's a bunch of marketing we'll to get done um, yeah. at that time. So it's better than just flying everybody in just to do photo shoots and you know, play a couple of shows here and there. Then uh, we're looking at a couple different things in August and September. Um, but 
you know, the lyric video, we're looking for a premiere right now. Like I said, our management and, and, um, I mean, it's, it's super cool, man. Like that's one thing that is cool about lyric videos is, is we can, we try to step it up to another level. And like, you know, we always get compliments on our, our lyric videos. It's not just boring animations or anything that they usually have some kind of theme and some, some kind of, um, you know, basic, basic idea like brought to another level. We try to be really creative with them and really inventive with our designers and stuff like that. And the next one is, is, is definitely going to be very, very cool. Yeah, that's, um, cool. that's really cool because I was just going to say on lyric videos, I've seen them evolve from being, you know, literal like lyric videos with just the words on the screen, like the kind of like, you know, karaoke type video. Um, to, eighth grade <laughs> <laughs> to move on to um you know having that kind of like an animated video almost but just with the words in there um and that's what's really cool like I, i'm liking now like because I, I wasn't i was a bit skeptical about lyric videos to start with i thought it was kind of an easy way out because i always mm-hmm. love watching like perform music videos you know whether it's a kind of like a mini story or you know the band playing live or whatever but um now seeing the evolution of the lyric video from its infancy now to a lot of bands doing it and like yourselves using it as more of an artistic platform than than just you know just having just to have a video out on youtube you know yeah well i mean there's so much more you can do with it and and it, it enables a band like us that live in the same cities you know we can get more media out of people yeah you know yeah. more frequently you know what i mean so it's like i mean if you think about it we released the record november 11th or 12th of last year mm-hmm. and we've got this will be our third lyric video coming out for it so you know most bands you know do you know a record and then they do maybe you know three music videos in in the way of doing things they do maybe maybe two or three music videos for the for the the whole record see we we have an ear and i want to do a lyric video for every single one of them mm-hmm. and then ultimately have them kind of connected and do like one long stream where people can stream the whole and see each you know lyric video in in context with it yeah so um but it's also i mean man don't get me wrong i love shooting music videos i think it's cool you know but unless it's like footage from live shows you know or like really you know out of the you know out of the box thinking creative storyline i mean how many more music videos can and we did one in a warehouse, you know, where the band's playing, <laughs> and then here's the band, and here's the the very intense look off into the distance on the drummer. Yes. It's like, oh, come the fuck on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody's done it. Like, oh, and it's like you watch some of them, and it's like, okay, countdown, and warehouse scene in five, four, and there it is. There's, <laughs> there's the band playing in the house, or there's the band playing in this under a bridge, and it's just like, you yeah. know. No, you're right, you're right. You're right. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, it sometimes just can't get away, away. Like, I mean, for us, you know, we don't have a super crazy budget to add all these, you know, we have so many ideas that we want to do. And why don't we take them to our designer? And they're like, yeah, it's going to be like 10 grand. And I'm like, oh, cool. So we'll do this instead. <laughs> but, um, but so I think lyric videos are, are a good way to avoid kind of falling into the same, you know, like our first, first, you know, video, although it was shot awesome and, you know, it was cool that we did it in the CNC factory, you know, it was, it was cool to do that, mm. but it was just like, you know, here, here we are in a, in, a, in a warehouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so, uh, it's like, and it's good. You know, I like to associate good, the 
visual of the band, but it's like, you know, I can rack my brain. How can we not do the video that else does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So um, what, going on, on your live shows, um, who would you, who would you see as a good fit to tour with? Like if, if a band, if your like dream band approached you or something, or, you know, who would that be? Who would you love uh, to tour with? Well, man, you know, I don't know about a dream band or anything. Bands that I like and digging the hell out of and would love to go on tour with. Um, you know, I really like that band. I text nothing more. They're mm-hmm. killing it, man. I like those guys a lot. Yeah, I had, um, interviewed Mark. Um, she was last year. Uh, they were on tour with... Oh, who was it? They were out with Seven Dust for a while last year. Yeah, Shinedown. Shinedown, yeah. Shinedown, yeah. They played with Shinedown uh, down in St. Pete um, here in Florida. And um, yeah, really nice guys. Which um, place was that at down there? Uh, uh, that was the Mahaffey Theater. Okay. So it was um it was a one of the local radio station rock station like promoted shows kind of thing. So Right on. Um uh, but yeah, nothing more. We're getting uh airplay with uh Jenny and um yeah, I think they were picked for that Shine Down tour because it was like a semi reunion for Shine Down as well because they hadn't played for three or four years. So um but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I got to meet got to meet them and interview them on the on the bus and it was uh yeah, really nice guys and I really dig that album as well. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we were when we were doing the first record set in motion. Um, Corey was, on, you know, he knew that because uh, Clint, his brothers, and Seven Dust, mm. he knew that the band Nothing More was going to be going out. And he's like, "Dude, you got to check these guys out. They are going to blow up." Mm. Corey's got an ear, man. He put it on in my car one day, or driving somewhere they're down in Miami, and I was like, "Who is this?" And he's like, "This is that band I was telling you about." <laughs> uh, man, these guys are really good because I like stuff that you know I'm not a rock guy. I like stuff that's that's interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, and especially you know with the rhythms, you know with the, with the rhythm section, the bass player and the drums, and the bass player is a big monster. The first drummer they had was really good. Then mm-hmm. this new drummer they have, I saw a couple of videos of him. He's killer. Um, but yeah, so it, it was it was a good. But the is, you know, it brought everything together, and then like uh, the the balance. The first song came out. Like, Holy shit, these guys are killing. Yeah, and then. Next thing you know, you know, serious, you know, driving down the street, that song's on all the time. And it's, and it's really cool to see a band, you know, kind of from the from behind the scenes, like knowing someone you know, with being in the industry, you know, knowing about a band and like getting behind them from the first time that you heard their music yeah. and watch achieve, you know, notoriety and, and wide, widespread, you know, kind of success, you know, in quotes, of course, mm. uh, is awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. So, I mean, I, but I mean, any there's so many good bands out there. I would go bring Prize and uh, my boy Maxwell and Hell Yeah. I'd love to do something with them. Seven Dust, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, those are like m- my kind of you know tours that I would like to do because I, I want to see my my boys play every night. You know, you know, kind of stuff. Seeing Sonia would be cool because uh, it would be cool to work with Corey again after so many years um, and him being so involved in this project with the. Uh, any you know so many bad there's no tour that i would like turn down ever you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like i was built that way it's like you know on the road on the road on the road yeah yeah cool cool so um yeah i've got a couple of questions left now and then i'll yep. leave you to get on with your day um so it's uh basically it's a couple more questions about yourself um three albums that define the musician that you are or the person that you are so 
yeah, three albums that you can kind of like pinpoint that said, okay, this is the help me on the path to where I am now. All right, Led Zeppelin two. Yep, for sure. Um, first time I heard those drums, man, on a a record that I had read in uh, like the attic or something. That was killer at my grandparents' place. Um, uh, when I was like nine, and that somehow I found I found a bunch of records up there. Definitely that one. Led Zeppelin two. Um, for theatrics, I kind of fell into this this time where I just kind of play like theatrical and like you know industrial rock, you know what I mean? yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, definitely Aladdin scene, cool. David Bowie. Nice. Uh, that was a killer record. Like yeah. the drums on it were just so dry. I mean, I love those old sounds where it wasn't so compressed and yes. it's kind of industry standard to, you know, you go in and, you know, it doesn't matter how good the drummer are, you know, your drums are getting gritted and, you know, everything going to be in a perfect line. I mean, I, I feel like some of that human, you know, movement in between the, the clicks is, is kind of what makes, you know, some records groups as well as they do. Yeah. And number three, the first real new metal record that I heard, I guess well, my number three is going to actually have to be a part A and part B. Part A, Deftones. That was the first thing I heard that was so like metal-ish, nice. the West Coast kind of sounds coming yeah. in. And then part B was Among Us, which was in, you know became Incubus. I heard the first EP. Um, and, uh, wow, this is really cool because again, it gets back to that interesting part about how the music doesn't always line up, you know, you just yeah. put the one and three and the twos and four of the kicks and snares turn around a little bit on there's crazy amount of groove and Brandon's voice in you know, those, you know, he's just amazing. Yeah. That yeah. would have to be my one, two, three, a and three B. <laughs> I like the way you got around that one. So that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, those are all great albums. I mean, I love Zeppelin, uh, Bowie, um, and Deftones. I've, I've said before on my show is, uh, one of the bands that kind of pull me back into the sort of more of the heavy, heavier rock and metal side of things. Cause as a kid, I kind of grew up listening to Maiden, um, Guns and Roses, stuff like that. And then, kind of went into this kind of like uh brit pop indie rock type scene so bands like oasis and blur it's kind of like along the sort of like uk um bands uh, that stone roses things like that if you've heard of them yeah. um and then one of my friends played me that first deftones album when i was like i think it was like, must have been about 15 or 16 and mm-hmm. uh yeah just totally sucked me back in and that that like like with yourself got me into like incubus um and kind of just rolled into that that whole era there of bands that um and people knew metal such a bad like rap but i mean think about it. i mean that stage of metal sold like so many rooms and really crossed i mean they kind of pushed the on you know as newer bands come along you know like for example alice cooper when he first came out he was like the damned and yeah. he was like, the worst and then you got marilyn manson that pushes the envelope a little further to where alice cooper is more I mean, I think each you know, each band that comes after their predecessor kind of paves the river in reverse from a wide stream, you know, consumption, don't you? I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it it's like, yeah, that's the worst thing in the world. And then, no, this is the worst thing. So let's go back and listen to this, you know, like Kiss. Like, if you listen to Kiss, it's party rock, man. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not dark or, you know, hateful or anything like that. But, yeah. you know would we ever 
you know, it just, you know, I don't know if it's the desensitization of, of society or what. But I, mean, <laughs> I, I think, like you say, it's just the generation that comes after that is pushing the envelope more. Because, um, like you say, look at Alice Cooper and you look at Marilyn Manson, you know, off the face of it, you think, oh, well, he's copying him. But you go in more into Marilyn Manson's kind of like mannerisms and lyrical content and stage show as well. Whereas Alice Cooper kind of, you know, he had a shocking stage show. Manson took it that bit further and, you know, just added his twist to it. Um, and then, like I say, with New Metal, that was the sort of last real, like, um, rock side of things that really sold in mass consumption. Um, like, bands like Limp Bizkit and um, Linkin Park, just, like, in the UK specifically, I mean, Limp Bizkit went to number one with Rolling in the charts and things. And that that's kind of, that was, like, unheard of at the time. It was like, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, and me being, you know, 21 years old, a DJ in a nightclub kind of thing, playing these songs out and people dancing to them and and stuff like that. It was crazy. It's it like, and then, then as more of those bands came out, it became more, um, you know, mainstream, commercially viable, whatever you want to, you know, call it. But, um, yeah. you know, there are a lot of bands that have survived that era as well, that people still, you know, they've got a, they actually got more of a respect for them because they've survived that long. You yeah. Know, like bands that can't Deftones still going, producing amazing music. Um, you've got Korn as well, who kind of reinvent themselves every so often, but then they've kind of gone back to, you know, their kind of root sound. Um, and they're still playing, you know, huge shows. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's, you know, everybody asks, you know, who's going to be the, the rock star of the, the rock stars what group of bands are going to usher into you know the the 2020s and it's like you know you don't know because you know it's it's not the same like that new metal era was really the last set of bands that sold records before you know the digital downloading and streaming came across and yeah. you know so many great bands out there you know aren't going to be able to you know, finish when they started because they don't have the, the financial support of the record sales. You know, it's it's really a shame. Yeah. But I can imagine what, what you were saying with Roland, man, I can imagine you like sitting like in a DJ booth in the nightclub being like, wait, I'm playing Robbie Williams and people are still dancing. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like that for a bit. And then uh, like rock clubs have always kind of been a thing in the UK. Um, not so much here. It's really strange, but um that we've got one of like where I used to live have one of the longest running rock nightclubs every like every Saturday night and it, they just play nothing but metal with you know different various styles. But then after that, I came. Um, I actually had a residency in a rock club for about ten years. So I'm sort of you know I can credit new metal for me getting that work because that's the music that people wanted to hear and that's the music people came to hear and dance to and all that kind of stuff. So. That's so interesting. You know, and obviously you you can play some of the classics as well. You know, you can go back to the 80s and 70s, you know, in, in, in playing those music. Like you can play Kiss still. And people would still dance, but they want to hear the heavier stuff. So you've got Slipknot. You've got, you know, Lamb of God. You've got, um, I'm pulling names out of my head. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, all, all these like huge bands. Obviously, there was a bunch of UK bands I played as well that did well. So it's... um. You know, now, you know, it's nice seeing living over here and seeing British bands still make it through. Like you said, with Bring Me the Horizon, you know, a band I know, I've known of for a long time. Uh, they even played with my band at one point. And, um, you know, seeing them come over here, getting radio play, playing huge shows, bands mm -hmm. warp tour, 
um, all that kind of stuff, and like Bullet for My Valentine as well, and uh, Young Guns, the other ones as well. That just three bands that I've known from my musical past. You know, breaking over here and getting all those, getting around and getting played and everything. So, so cool to think like you know about. You know, you always want to be, you know, you always want to support the underdog, you know, and to hear about, uh, it's really cool. You know, mm. you know, your friends, bands are having so much success. So I, I know, you you know, you kind of feel like, you know, damn good for them. You know, yeah. Yeah. very, cool, very cool. Yeah. But I, I can't get past like the idea because it's not play really in the States. I mean, you can go to, you know, Duff's in Brooklyn or like the Rainbow in LA and, and, you know, Jukebox is playing, you know, and all these rock, but I can't imagine going to a club here and ha- watching people actually dance to like yeah. flip spot or something like that. That's just something that doesn't happen here. You know, and I just, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. You know, I yeah. wish there was more places like that here. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I looked into it when I moved here cause it was something I did back in the UK, but I have a radio show now, so I kind of keep my DJing on that. But, um, I looked into it, looked into some of the local clubs, but none of them were really interested in the idea and didn't feel it would work. So I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'll, tra- I'll transfer to radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, if you ever make it over to the UK, you know, there, there are plenty, no matter where you go, London, um, even North of London, Nottingham, even in Scotland, there are rock clubs every weekend. So Cool. Um, so yeah, if you ever get over there, you can go check them out and see see what's. If I go over there better because I'm playing shows. I don't like to go out of the states too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, what are your hobbies away from music? So, when you're not playing drums or writing music or anything, what 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 do you do to kind of, you know, unwind? Just kind of hang out with the family, hang out with my chick and kids and dogs. You can hear them if you listen. They're both two of them. Two of the four next to me, uh, snoring. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you know, a lot of times, um, Lex, one cool thing about Lexington, it's quiet here. You know, it's not like when I lived in LA and, and, you know, you're, there's always stuff to go out and do and everything. There's not a whole lot here. So it kind of, kind of keeps you out of trouble a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quiet and, um, just not really much, man. Walk my dogs and go to the gym and, you know, hang out with the kids. That's a full-time job in itself. You know, yeah. 16 and a 12-year-old and, oh. you know, go here or there. You know, one of them is across, you know, practice or yeah. camp for the week. So that's, you know, back and forth. We take him and then our 16-year-old just got her first job. So he's working at Harlem, which is pretty awesome. So nice. Take him back and forth, but other than that, man, it's pretty low key. It's, 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 Lexington's pretty centrally located. Though. I'm like an hour, hour and a half away from like four pretty good rock towns: Louisville and Natty and Dayton, Ohio. Nice. You know, so I can you know on the rare occasion that me and the wife do go somewhere, we just you know run out and it's cool. A lot of times. I don't get to see with touring and recording schedule friends when they're musicians don't see each other except when they come through or when you come through. So yeah. that's a good thing about it. Cool. cool. So um, just finally, uh, where can people reach Gears? Where online and things like that? Yeah, we got our website official dot com. Uh, that has everything. You know, it's basically um, gearsofficial dot com dot com slash gearsofficial. Um, YouTube is gear and official. 
Um, and you can check it out there. Like I said, um, very short up here within the next couple of weeks. We'll hopefully be premiering this new lyric video. I'm really anxious to get it, but I'm kind of, you know, we're just holding not holding back, you know, who wants to work with the premiere and, and, you know, get it to as many people as possible. You know, that's yeah. the big thing for us. Um, like I said, you know, it's hard to do when you're doing everything yourself with a small team. So we try to make, make every decision count. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for your time, Jimmy. Um, good luck with the next uh, lyric video. Um, if anyone wants to go um, check out the music now, it's on uh, Spotify. If they want to stream it, it's on Apple Music. Um, you can buy it. Do you have uh, buy it directly from your website? But, uh, no, iTunes right now. iTunes uh, right now. Okay. We're going to be doing a limited edition um, uh, stuff coming up soon to go out on the road with where there's going to be CDs that I only get from, you know, the tour, yeah. uh, have cool custom USB drives that, you, you know, we'll have both records on it. There's going to be some cool stuff that you can get. And hopefully when we come through your area in Tampa, cause I mean, you know, Orlando to Tampa to, um, what do you call it to Miami our, our regular route when we were down there so hopefully we'll get to hang out in person yes yeah definitely I'll uh, keep an eye out and um but yeah no that sounds like a plan that'd be good um because I do want to I really like the uh the EP itself as well um and uh yeah I've got a couple of tracks I've been playing on my radio show so um yeah people would have already heard you already because i would have played it um but yeah if they want to go check it out it's called pride becomes before the fall and uh yeah it's out and available now so cool thank you jimmy thank you so much man Again, and, um, yeah no problem at all thank you for the making the music that's uh you know thank you for doing that and you know and i dig it so it's all good <laughs> all right cool man thank you and uh yeah have a good rest of your day and uh yeah i'm sure we'll uh speak soon yes sir cool thank you see you man bye